as we continue with dangerous prayers, uh, we look today to one of the most, all dangerous prayers are uncomfortable. Uh, we do know that. We, we've journeyed enough uh, through some of the dangerous uh, prayers and the, the scripture. Uh, and so we still say, uh, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. Uh, we still pray that prayer. That's still a heart prayer of ours. Uh, but one thing uh, about today's prayer, uh, uh, it is one of the most dangerous prayers to pray. Dangerous uh, uh, when we look at our limited mindset, understanding, limited ability to know the future and to see uh, what God will do. We don't have the ability to know. So this prayer is one of the most uncomfortable to pray and one of the most quote unquote dangerous prayers to pray uh, because it takes us out of the driver's seat altogether. Uh, and it causes us to have to uh, fully acknowledge and fully lean on uh, the power of uh, the presence uh, uh, and the will of God, period. And so we look at what Jesus says uh, today. He says in Matthew's gospel, the 16th chapter, verses 24 and 25. Uh, Matthew's gospel, the 16th chapter, verses 24 and 25. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. Now, this suggests that what Jesus is saying uh, is that um, the only way to fully gain and live life that God sees as the fully abundant life is to give it up. Is to give it up, is to let it go, is to let go of control and to get out of the driver's seat and allow God to drive, period. What it means is that death has to occur. I don't know how we got to uh, all of the places we are uh, in these days with, with interpreting scripture and all of that. Uh, where people have come to the conclusion that that uh, to be uh, in God and be in relationship with Christ and to be completely sold out uh, for him means that you will not have certain issues and troubles and trials and all of those things. Uh, some stuff happens uh, because life happens uh, and because it's part of the process of dying. Is part of the process of dying. And so just in case you didn't know and pick up on it, I'm not talking about a physical death, but a death has to occur. And that death that has to occur is the death of your will. The death of my 
will. Now, when I say will, I'm talking about the death of our uh, desire to be in control. The death of our demanding to be in control. The death of our demanding uh, to make our own decisions, death to the mentality that says, I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps, death to the idea that I make it happen and I choose all that is going to happen in my life. I choose when I'm going to advance. I choose how I'm going to advance. I choose, I choose, I choose. The truth of the matter is, is that God will allow us uh, to uh, have this facade that we are in control of all things. He'll allow us to walk that journey because God is a gentleman and God doesn't force himself and his will on our life. He allows us to make another choice. But Matthew 16, 24 through 25 suggests that the only way to fully gain and live life uh, that God sees as fully abundant is to give it up, to give up our lives. And so the one that is our perfect example, the one who lived and walked this thing out, shows us how to do it in the most agonizing moments uh, before he goes to the cross. Jesus is so distraught. Jesus is weighted with uh, the heaviness of what is about to happen. In spite of the fact that he was fully God, he was also fully human. And so he felt every bit of the anxiety. He felt every bit of the weight. I'm pretty sure it was a fearful thing to anticipate going to the cross. After all, they saw uh, crucifixions. They would have uh, been able to see the result of crucifixions and to see people uh, being uh, crucified uh, as they went about their daily lives because it was a common uh, form um, uh, of punishment uh, by, by the Romans. Uh, and it was a way to keep uh keep the people in line. It was a way to keep the Romans uh, 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 in line. And uh, it was also a way uh, that they would be able to keep order because if you saw somebody hanging on a, on a pole, listen, you are less likely uh, to do something that gets you there. Uh, and so it was a common occurrence and so to, to, to anticipate that that is about to happen to you, I'm sure invokes fear because the Bible says that, that Jesus was praying so until he prayed like, uh, uh, prayed and had so much sweat, like drops of blood falling to the ground that he asked his disciples to pray with him more than once. And so he was had this deep anxiety uh, and this fearfulness 
uh, and this dread for what was about to happen. And then he prays, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but thy will be done. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but thy will be done. We see Jesus wrestling with what is about to happen. We see Jesus who has known that this day was coming, who has anticipated, who has prophesied it and warned his disciples of the day that was to come. We know Jesus knew what he came to do. We know that Jesus was already aware that he was going to be crucified. Yet at the moment that he began to come closer to crucifixion, the weightiness and anxiety gripped him because he was human. But even in the face of all kinds of adversity and the fear of being crucified, the fear of the moment that was uh, unavoidable for him because he was so fully committed uh, to do what he came to do. Even in those moments, he felt it. And so this is not an easy prayer to pray, but it is necessary. When we look at his life, we recognize if we're honest and if we are true to the scriptures, we have to recognize that in order for you to live the life the abundant life that God has for you. In order for me to live the abundant life that God has for me, we have got to die. Our will has got to die. A seed will not bring a harvest except it falls to the ground and dies. We will not ever I don't care how much we try to fool ourselves. We will not ever have the life that God fully intended, the fullness, the abundant life, the great impact that God desires for each one of his children to have. We'll never have it until we're willing to die. I don't know about you, but uh, even uh, in, in the spirit realm, understanding uh, something about death makes me shudder when I think that, that this is the prayer uh, that I have to pray. And it's that death requires grief. When someone dies, in the natural realm, we grieve the loss of that person because we are no longer able to sit with them and talk with them and to uh, enjoy their presence and to be able to uh, uh, hug them and, and all of that. Uh, spiritually, uh, the same often occurs when we give up our will. We grieve the loss of our will. We grieve the loss of control. 
But the truth of the matter is that if we're honest with ourselves and if we really look at that thing, we never really had control anyway. I dare you to begin to pray the dangerous prayer. I dare myself to begin to pray the dangerous prayer. Lord, I don't want to do this. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to let it go. Because it feels like I have nothing if I let this go. It feels like I have no control if I let this go. I feel like I'm confused if I let this go. I feel like hope is lost if I let this go. God, when I think about the consequences of letting go, I don't want to do it because it seems like it's too much to ask. But if you'll help me, God, I'll release it. But if you'll help me, God, I'll let go of control. But if you'll teach me how, God, I say, not my will, but your will. Because when we do that, that's when the fullness and the abundance of life that God intends for us becomes ours. Jesus was known throughout the land for working miracles. Jesus was known for raising the dead, for opening blind eyes, for being compassionate, for loving the children, for turning water into wine. So Jesus was famous, but it wasn't until he died on the cross and was raised from the dead that he became world famous. That we're still talking about him, still praising him, exalting him and lifting him up thousands of years later because he chose to die for us. We have eternal life today because he chose to die, because he was willing to pray the dangerous prayer. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but thy will be done. God, if there is any way that I can avoid this and do it another way, I want to do it. But because this is what you told me to do, but because this is what you're asking of me, not my will, but yours be done.
God, help us to pray dangerous prayers, to not just hear good word, to not just read scripture that calls us forward and calls us forth, to not just read and hear what makes us a little bit uncomfortable, but to step into the truth of your word and to recognize that we've been settling for an okay life, for a pretty good life. but we haven't reached for the abundant life that you have for us because we're afraid to pray dangerous prayers. We're afraid that you're gonna ask for too much. We're afraid that we'll have to let go of something that we depend on so much or someone that we refuse to let go of. God, help us to pray dangerously and to live the abundant life that you have for us. Help us to surrender our will so that your will can be done. Unless a seed falls to a ground and to the ground and dies, a great harvest will not be produced. Help us to give it all to you so that we find the life that you have for us and we'll recognize that it's greater than anything that we could ever ask, think, or even imagine for ourselves. God, may we not just be hearers of the word, but doers of this great word that you have given to us. In Jesus' name, amen.